This episode of Podcast 287 is sponsored by Podcorn, and everybody needs to go there and check it out. It is podcorn.com. And what they do, let me explain to you real quick the reason why they're awesome. Okay, because they are awesome. Uh, they are a marketplace, and they connect podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, which uh, include ads, uh, interview segments, topical discussions, and more than that. And the best thing is that it's free for uh, us podcasters to be using, and there's no middleman. They just put us directly in contact with the people that we want to be in contact with to make these things happen. So it, it, like, it's got this whole marketplace. You log on, you check your opportunities, you get in contact with these people. It's fantastic. I've had nothing but a great experience getting to work with them. Again, this is Podcorn. You can check it out at podcorn.com. And Mark, what should, what should our listeners do? They should go check out Podcorn at podcorn.com. I like Podcorn. That sounds good. It's good. It's a great place. It's a great website. Yeah, if if I was starting out a podcast and looking for uh for sponsors, I'd definitely uh, contact them. Yeah, you should. I wish I found out about it sooner, and I'm not just saying that because it's a cliche. Seriously, I really wish I found out about this sooner. So we only found out about it in our fourth year. So uh, there you go. Yeah, go to Podcorn. Podcorn dot com. Podcorn. Dot what? Com. Dot com. So like um, podcast, but corn instead. So it's Podcorn dot com. Hot bucket of podcorn.com. Like, like what do you watch movies in the theater? Like when you saw the rise of Skywalker in theaters, you were eating popcorn, but this is podcorn.com. Yep. Sounds good. All right, everybody should check that out. Thank them again for spon- Thanks to them for sponsoring and I uh, hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to podcast two one eight seven. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Hey guys, hey Mark and Tim, this is Halls from Blue Harvest and I just wanted to drop you guys a line real quick. Sorry I couldn't make it tonight, uh, but you know, work and whatnot. Um, congratulations, four years of podcasting, that's a big deal, that's awesome. Um, even though Tim completely avoided me at Star Wars Celebration, I, you know, what can I do? I tried. But the dude, he just, he didn't want to, you know, he's got this whole thing against wheelchairs and people with beards. It's it's messed up. Like, I, I don't know what to say. In fact, I, I don't even know why I'm sending this message. But regardless, congratulations to you guys. And from what I hear, you guys are putting together a little bit of a thank you episode to the people behind the sequel trilogy. Uh, now that that's all wrapped up and done, I think that's a pretty cool idea. So, I don't know, man. Like, J.J. Uh, Abrahams walked through my door right now. I'd say, hey, man, thanks for helping bring Star Wars back and giving me so many cool things to talk about with my friends over the past few years. Giving me so many cool characters to connect with and enjoy. And thanks for coming back and wrapping up the trilogy and bringing those characters to their conclusion. I personally really enjoyed it. Uh, and to Ryan Johnson, who, I mean, look, I know I know you guys are probably going to be doing lots of thanks to Ryan Johnson, especially Mark, because Mark's never had a single heart, hot take about Ryan Johnson, ever. Um, thanks, man. You gave me one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And uh, I really hope you, you come back and play around in the Star Wars universe, because I know, personally, I'd be very excited and uh, regardless, I think you're going to be uh, up to some pretty cool stuff. Well, guys, once again, 
thanks for letting me stop by, give you guys a little message, and uh, I hope your show goes great. I hope it's awesome, and you guys have a lot of fun. Take it easy. So welcome everybody to uh, our current episode of Podcast 287. And what's really cool and special about this one, different from any other that we've ever done, well, it was a couple different things actually, but for one thing, uh, we are now officially, we are a four-year-old podcast, which we're very excited about, very cool. Um, and to commemorate that, so when we started, Mark, you and I specifically used to be on a different podcast with this guy called Noah, um, and we were Ooh. leading, I, well, beyond that uh we were leading up to the force awakens with that show and then uh after the force awakens came out uh, a couple weeks afterward uh we ended up starting this show so this came up as a result of the new movies in the skywalker saga and that has now concluded and here we are four years later so what we were going to do is we wanted to get some sort of community uh Star Wars big thank you to the people who have brought us these three, particularly these three movies, episodes seven, eight, and nine. So with that being said, I do want to say thank you to the people who are here so far. We probably have somebody else who's going to be coming in. But for right now, we do have both Josiah. He has worked on something you probably heard of before, uh, for Sports Pod. And then we have this other guy who I definitely know every single person listening to this has heard of 100%. Uh, his name is Johnny Grosso, and he does a podcast called Rogue One. So, how are you guys doing? I don't Ooh. care about Mark, just you guys. Sorry, I'm just say who to every person that comes on the show. <laughs> well, for, first, and, first and foremost, I just have to say congratulations on four years. You guys are amazing. I, I, I've been listening since day one. I've been listening since you and Noah and Mark and... Uh, Jared did like the This Is Madness, which I think turned into Podcast 287. But I definitely <laughs> like remember starting off with you, Mark, and Jared and checking it out. And I remember Amanda being on a lot. And uh, you got four years. It's just amazing. And I cannot congratulate you guys enough. That is just sick. And I'm so happy to share this moment with you. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you. And, and we've been inspired along the way by numerous people, including you, um, everything that you've been doing with your shows, with your writings, to now this is podcasting to your own show. And, and you, you've been a part of this uh, just by inspiration and nothing else. So thank you for helping us get here. Oh, I'm, I'm just jazzed that you guys are my friends. That's the, <laughs> best, that's the best part. And, and I'm one of the few people that know what Tim looks like in real life. It's true. But I've burned all pictures. So it's your secret <laughs> safe with me. You and Hayden Christensen know what Tim looks like. That's yeah. true. Yeah, a couple other people along the way, but yeah. Hey, and so, also... so, so real quick, that, that Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor at the same Comic-Con. Uh, it's on you guys, your guys' coast. Yeah, are Boston, they right? Pic- are they going to take pictures together? I hope so. Like, you can actually get, you know, Master and, and Padawan uh, action going? I mean, I don't know for sure, but that'd be sweet. I hope so. Yeah, it'd be nice to. I'd, I'd be the the white cream in that that filling, right? <laughs> Smack that in the middle ah. of that sandwich. <laughs> uh, those guys are great. Come on, what what is it worth to you, Johnny? To, to take a picture with them? Anything? You do that kind of stuff? Um, I never have, but only because like my my spare money has to go to finishing my Star Wars vintage collection. But I saw uh, that what- looking good. I'm four away, man. Four away. So after I complete that collection, then um, then yeah, man, I would totally spend a hundred, two hundred to meet Mark Hamill, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like I regret, mm. I regret not being in a picture with Peter Mayhew because Chewbacca's my guy. 
Yeah. So like uh, I lost that moment, but you know, uh, Jonas is is cool. So once I finish that collection, but yeah, I'm totally that guy who that would drop two three bills to have a, a picture with those legends. Absolutely. And I also want to. How would your family feel about you dropping? Sorry, how would your family feel about you dropping two or three bills? Well, you know, I have I I I budget I budget my money, so like I have my spending money. I just have to save and put away. That's fair. I I don't I don't have the luxury of that. Uh, anyway. Well, I don't know. How, is, is your area like California? Is it that expensive, or a little bit more manageable? I'm in New Jersey. New Jersey's expensive as all heck. <laughs> I imagine. So I also want to say real quick before I forget, um, Andrea, people who've listened to us for a while will remember her. Um, she was going to be on tonight as well, but she did have a previous commitment where she couldn't be on anymore, but uh, was hoping to be on and, you know, sends your regards kind of thing. So in spirit, we have Andrea with us as well. Um, and I want to redirect a little bit to Josiah because you are, are also here from Four Sports Pod. And I know you've been on before and um, just real quick, want to welcome you officially to this episode. Hey, sorry, I'm kind of halfway on baby duty till my wife gets back from Starbucks, so kind of <laughs> nice. meet myself here and there. So. Hey, you know, Mark makes dinner every week. That's fine. <laughs> While we're on the show. In fact, what are you making, Mark? Uh, right now I'm making the, what is it, pesto uh, pasta for my son. Oh, nice. He wanted, he wanted the last of the pesto that's in the, in the fridge, so that's what I'm doing. How's his baseball game? What do you think? How's, how's baseball going for him? Uh, I think he's done. He he hurt his arm. Oh no! Oh. Yeah, yeah. He he went and uh, he went through some rehab with it, and I just don't think it's getting any better. So, I I, I think he's done. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, how's he doing with it? Oh, he's fine. Oh, good. I mean, because it's he's it's happy. way worse if if you're not handling it well, you know. No, he's handling it pretty well. Okay. Well, uh, again, so the main point of what we're doing right now is to, just to have, like, a, again, kind of a big thank you for everybody who's been involved with bringing back Star Wars. So um, I, I guess the first thing I want to do is kind of take us back to uh, more than four years ago. Is take us, what, eight years ago now, I guess, or seven and a half, whatever. Um, wow, yeah. To October 2012, I believe, uh, when it was announced that Disney had purchased Lucasfilm and there were going to be more Star Wars movies along the way. So this is one of those things where, like, do, do any of you guys remember, like, where you were, what you were doing? Like, did it have that much of an impact? Or was it just, like, you remember it was coming out? You thought, oh, that's great. Like, how did that go for you? Oh, can I go first? Yeah. Because it's, it's quite ironic. Because when I heard that they were going to, like, that Disney bought uh, Lucas or, you know, uh, George Lucas sold star wars to disney out my first my first reaction was like oh lame come on george lame (laughs) but then when i heard that they were gonna make new movies i i i I was like okay this is amazing and i was so moved by it that i went out and bought the thrawn trilogy because my uneducated pre-making star wars self (laughs) thought that that like that was canon and they were just going to, like, make those, you know, Dark Horse novels, Thrawn Trilogy into the movie. So I actually went out and spent, like, $70 on a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> that was meaningless and started to read it. Got, like, maybe a chapter in, and I was like, I can't do this. I'll just wait for the movie. Nice. <laughs> nice. That, that's a then pretty good one. 
<laughs> well, but that is still good, though, to have that background knowledge for what did happen and, you know, to get to where we are now, it's, it's good knowledge to have. Yeah. I'm an expert on that first chapter of the Throne Trilogy. <laughs> um, is, that, is that all that you read? Yeah, I can't read. I just couldn't get into it. <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of get that because, like, typically I'm not a big reader, but for some reason that particular trilogy did get me to finish. Um, but overall, I, I'm not super big time book reader so i get that but that's my that's my english this year for the semester i have to read books well no short stories after reclaiming the shrew something else i don't know there's a movie <laughs> that's true. i know I, I think i'm supposed to do both oh yeah just I, I had that. just watch the movie you'll be fine which one's a good one um find the ones where they record the broadway plays Oh, oh okay. good the, advice, yeah. Those are the most accurate to what you're supposed to be reading in class. That's probably on YouTube. Oh, definitely. All right, I'm in. Thanks, buddy. Look, for real, yeah. that, that, that's legit good advice there. <laughs> um, so, Mark, let's go to you. What, what happened seven and a half years ago for you? I don't know if we've said this before. I don't know if I've talked to you about this. No, no. So, actually, so Jason and I, uh, BigStarWars.net, we were on... Uh, a message board for a long time. I've known him since like 2005. And there was odd rumors popping up before that, uh, that we talk about where supposedly Lucas was working on another trilogy. And so it was one of those things where like, ah, that's a rumor you always hear. That's a rumor you always hear. Suppose there's another trilogy. And then maybe, I don't know, maybe a year after that, you know, it got sold. Uh-huh. So that was one of those things where, oh, okay. So maybe he was working on something. And turns out, yeah, he was. Uh, I was excited, you know? I didn't know which way they were going to go go with it. Uh, I appreciated that they hired Abrams because uh, I've liked his work. Uh, that was my initial thought. I was like, this is fantastic. We're going to get a ton of stuff. Everything's just going to go perfect according to plan. And yes. <laughs> and, you know. Well, I will just, I'll just stop there. Okay, all right. Because we all know where it has its ups and downs since then. So. And uh, so, Josiah, your seven-and-a-half-year-ago story? Uh, I think I was... It's 2012. I think I was just out of high school. I think I just graduated. <laughs> uh, so I think Let's I Let's all secretly just... hate Josiah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm a little younger than you all. Um, I think I watched all the movies like that weekend, but I don't know what day it specifically it was on, but I okay. definitely watched all the movies. was super excited about it. Didn't really have anybody to talk about it with, so I went online, you know? But mm-hmm. yeah, I was super excited. Watched all of them back to back to back. So I feel like, uh, I think it had not been that long since I finished reading the Throne books, actually, when this was announced, I think. Um, no, but I, like, it was one of those things that I was just home, wasn't out anywhere or anything. And I heard the news and it was, it was, it was toward the nighttime when I found out about it. And I just like, could not focus on like anything for the rest of the day. Cause, Ugh. and I, I might've said this before, but like when, uh, the premiere for revenge of the Sith came out, um, I was supposed to go to the, well, to the premiere for it. And then kind of last minute, a day or two before I got sick and then I wasn't able to go. And that, Whoa, like, how, how sick were you? It, pretty. I don't. It might have been like the flu. It wasn't a cold. Like it was something pretty significant. So put on one of those doctor's masks and go. <laughs> well, so yeah, I wasn't able to go, and it 
kind of like I was never able to let go of that. Like I always wanted to go to the premiere for the last one. So when they announced this, I was like, my chance at redemption is here. I get to, and I've been to every premiere <laughs> for all of them because I had to. Um, because yeah. Anyway, I was really excited about it, and uh, one of those things like I, I didn't know where this was going to go, and that was what was so exciting about it was that it could go anywhere and it could be anything. And especially once you heard that the big three were going to come back, that was you could assume that was going to happen, but having that official was just great. And uh, and like Mark said, when they said that J.J. Abrams declined it at first, I had kind of mixed feelings because I was so excited. He's one of my favorite filmmakers. Like, this is going to be great. Uh, and then he declined it. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how to take this. Like, is it because they're a horrible company to work with? Or like, how? why would anybody decline Star Wars? And I didn't get it. Uh, I thought um, I thought he declined it because he like just did Star Trek and it would be weird to do Star Trek and Star Wars. That that was just my right. stupid opinion. No, but I mean that it would make sense cuz that's a, a reason, you know, when we didn't have any. Yeah. So I and then that, I think that I think it's a valid uh that might even have been what happened initially for some for some reason, it wouldn't it? You I remember that discussion with the franchise. It's been so long now. It's hard to remember. <laughs> so, well, it, but it's it's J.J. Abrams. He wouldn't tell you the truth anyway. <laughs> oh wow! Shade. <laughs> oh Mark, the, I don't I don't have too long, and I, and and uh, I, but I have to tell you this. My cousin who works for Dolby, um, he screened Top Gun two. Like, Already? In Oct- oh, dude, he's seen it three times. Like every time there's a new. <laughs> Every time there's a new cut of it, uh, he said it's amazing. It's just as good as the original. I just wanted to fit oh, that in before I forgot. Hey, did he, did he talk about how many minutes there is of volleyball? No, no. He uh, he signs like a NDA the size of a telephone book from like 1988. <laughs> so he doesn't tell me anything but his opinion on it. Okay. Because I, I need yeah. volleyball action. He did give me one one spoiler. Do you want it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> he signs the NDA. He can't say anything. Said he gave me one oh. spoiler. Oh, I should never mind. I should probably not say this on a podcast. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I would recommend that. <laughs> I'll text you, Mark. <laughs> I do it. So, uh, so eventually, JJ uh, Abrams did, of course, sign on to the show or the the movie. Um, I. Again, at the time, didn't know why he's talked about it since. But the point is, he came back and just skip ahead a little bit. The the lead up to The Force Awakens being released was one of the best times to be a part of the Star Wars community. Um, I, initially, I wasn't really like on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. I joined ninety um, percent because of all this stuff going on and kind of found my way into that community. Um, and I remember like the such a huge deal when the the teaser first came out in November. In what 2014, I guess. Uh, what a big deal that was, and just the overall hype that you couldn't beat it. Like the hype level was just pure excitement and nothing else. And that was just such a fantastic time. Since then, you know, people have gone different ways. Some people still feel that way. Some people don't. You know, but it's everybody was kind of like unified in excitement for Star Wars, and that was such a great thing. It found a lot of great people along the way too. Like you know, you guys. Just saying, Mark. Yeah, I guess him too. Kind of. See, everybody, everybody was kind of unified until uh, Last Jedi came out, and then it was all downhill from there. Well, um, no, not even because like after the Force Awakens came out, you had a lot of people crapping on that. 
You did not have the level of crap, though. Not not the same level, but you did definitely existed. Each each episode fractures this happy fan base more and more. It, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, but again, that's part of the nature of the fans today. Anyway, though, with the internet and the communities and conversation, all that kind of stuff. Like there were people who hated uh, Empire Strikes Back when that came out, and people kind of forgot about that over time, but. Well, see, you, you had you had the people who just started watching, you know, and loved the original trilogy. And then the prequel came out, and then you had the o- OT people and the prequel trilogy. Then you had the people who were like, I hate Clone Wars. I'm not watching any cartoons. So then you got three separate groups. Right. And you've got people who are like, okay, cool. I don't mind, you know, the Force Awakens, but these sequels. Then you've got people who are like, I, I like. Uh, that's not me, by the way. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. Uh, that's not me using a microwave. <laughs> See, oh, that, like I said, that's, 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 that's not me. me. Yeah, that's me. I'm sorry. You, I've, you, I've done Mark, this long enough that I know to I know to mute myself. Mark, you realize I can edit that out, right? That's why. No, no, no one would have. No one would have known. Hey, this is live, baby. Yeah, and no one would have known. Live. I, I could have taken that out, and that, and I might still take it out. People are gonna be like, "What microwave?" I mean, you just made it awkward now. Yeah, that's all right. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, that's the story of my life is making people feel awkward. Um, <laughs> but I digress, right, Johnny? Yeah, but I digress. There you go. Uh, but then you got the fracture of that. You've got the people who like The Last Jedi. You got the people who like First, uh, Force Awakens. You have the people who absolutely just the whole fandom menace bull, bull on that <laughs> side. You got the Raylos, you got the anti Raylos, you got the Finn Shippers, you got, you know. I don't think there's ever anybody who was really hardcore like Trevorrow got robbed, except for maybe you, Tim. Well, no, I, I don't even think that he got robbed, even. Just, I was excited about what movie he was going to make. And then I was at first disappointed when he left, but then I forgot about my disappointment when they said JJ was coming back. So, I mean, That's it worked true. out for me. Yeah. I, uh, I just think the more, the, the more it goes, the the more you're going to have people start setting up camps and, you know. Yeah, know. well, sure. I well, mean, just like, over time. But, like, well, like here, here's, the, here's the first one that I saw that I thought was really interesting. I can't wrap my head around it, but who, who am I to say what you like? So German Jedi Florian, right? Uh-huh. You don't really like the movies. Any of them. Yeah. He likes the books. Yeah. I mean, but how do you get how do you get to the books if you haven't seen the movies? That's what confuses me. I, well, I mean, it, it's just well, if it depends on exposure. Like there are, it's not the majority, but there are people out there who haven't seen the movies, and if they just somehow had a friend recommend this book or something, I don't know, you can just enjoy it and. and oh, I'm not I saying mean, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Look, I was just randomly doing things to. I was randomly like searching for. For stuff today on the internet to see if it actually existed, and it did. So, <laughs> oh, you can find so I, I, I imagine, yeah, oh, anything there. Oh, yeah, but so, so that's, I, don't know. I mean, well, to kind of just get us back with the Force Awakens stuff. So, I guess this section of the thank yous includes people like uh, JJ Abrams, Lawrence Kasdan, and Michael Arndt for uh, his initial working with the script and you know, ideas that kind of came from them working together. Uh, and uh, George Lucas and Kathy Kennedy. Because you did say, you know, George Lucas was developing, we found out later that was true, was developing scripts for a new trilogy. Um, 
He even spoke to Carrie Fisher and I think Mark Hamill also about it uh, before the Disney purchase happened. Uh, but yeah, so for for them, you know, this whole thing started the the current actual movies that were getting started with those people, JJ, Kathy, Ryan, because uh, Ryan was was he. He did work with JJ a, with Force Awakens, right? A little bit toward the end. Yes. So he was kind of uh, somewhat involved with that too, a little bit, kind of. Well, the the only the only story that I know is that R two D two was not originally on the Millennium Falcon when it goes to Octo, or actually, right? Uh, That's Falcon. right. So that Ryan Johnson said, "Look, I need you to put him in there because he's in." You know, he's he's in uh, uh, Last Jedi on Achto. Granted, it was only for, like, one scene, but still. Right. Well, and also, I guess, another quick kind of shout-out, too, to Carrie Fisher, because of her involvement with the writing process and, and revisions. Uh, I, f- I feel like we all know her involvement with this, but it's never really fully stated when everybody talks about the creation of these stories. But she's always really been involved with them. Well, because I don't think you can point to, I mean, there's probably a list somewhere, but it's not actively one of those things to where you can find out what she contributed. You just know that she punched some some things up. Right. So I had had some meetings with JJ. Yeah. You know, I I know she used to be like a script doctor and and fixing things here and there on lots of other scripts. Um, So I'm, I'm sure on set she just, threw some ideas out or also sat and suggested some things, but that we know of it, we don't have a making of, you know, the sequel trilogy. And I don't know if we'll ever get, if we'll ever get one. So. But I, I feel like, like what we should get to also is just kind of how we felt leaving uh, the force awakens after we saw that. I personally, for me, it was so uh, hyped up again, like everybody was extremely through the roof levels of hype for this movie. And it did such a great job. I think of just setting uh like setting the pace the tone the feel the vibe like everything for this trilogy was set in this movie in the force awakens and i saw it i think eight times in the theater i had a different life then (laughs) i could do that oh wow gosh yeah um (laughs) including i was in line uh because now we have reserved uh seating but at the time i didn't so i was in line for i think it was nine hours and then an hour wait sitting down in the theater so 10 hours uh, until i could see the movie so that was that's kind of a fun memory to have now, especially with what I said about Revenge of the Sith and not being able to see that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I was so excited about this because it, it was like we just wanted to know who the characters were. You know, we didn't care about who you know Ray's parents were. We did at the end, but going into it, we had no idea. We just wanted to know who these characters were. What's the state of the galaxy? What's going on? Who are the bad guys? How do they become the bad guys? Where is Luke Conley? All this kind of stuff, and it answered all those questions while at the same time creating the opportunity for so many more stories that could go in any which direction. And again, now we know where that direction was, but at the time it could have been anything. He he opened the book and gave the pieces to create a great Star Wars line of storytelling. So I was so excited about it and obviously saw it seven more times after the premiere. Uh, Again, Mark, I know you and I haven't talked about this since it came out, but kind of how did you feel when you were done with the movie at the premiere? Uh, I loved it. Um, there, I think I listened to the soundtrack obviously before. I think, I think mm-hmm. it leaked a few days before or whatnot. And then yeah. I think back then you could actually buy it like a day before. That sounds either, either, familiar. 
either way, like I remember going, okay, I, I'd been spoiled enough um, from reading uh, Jason's stuff to know, okay, this music, this music has to be where Han Solo dies, because oh no, and <laughs> I, I, I think that hit me the hardest because yeah. for you know for me, I used to have you know, I used to have a little picture of Harrison Ford on my on my on my bedside. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I did. You know, it was hey. like, and it was one of those fake autograph things. Getting weird in here. <laughs> Getting weird in here. But you know, he was Indiana Jones. He, he to me, you know, as a kid who was born in '73. You know, well, what was the uh, picture? Was it Harrison Ford, or was it one of him, his characters, or what was the? No, picture? It, it's. I'll find it. It's Harrison Ford, and it's signed Harrison Ford. And I never really. I I, sub, I asked. Uh, I sent a. What is it? One of the self-addressed stamped envelopes to his agent and asked if I could oh, yeah. sign an autograph and they sent it back and oh. I saw it on eBay the other day and I was like oh yeah that's what I got I, I may have to get one again I don't think my wife would appreciate it but <laughs> well maybe she would I mean Harrison Ford is I mean no <laughs> okay alright uh, but uh, I, I was really happy with it I, I think overall yeah. um, uh, I don't see being spoiled for it kind of, I don't know if it, I don't know if it ruined it or didn't ruin it. I, I mean, for for me, it added to the to the excitement. I mean, I've said this all along. You know, I personally, it's a thing for me. I get other people don't feel this way. Um, I and what I like so much about movies is the art of it and the creation of the story on the screen, not always the story itself. You can find good stories anywhere, really, these days, but. What's so genuinely unique to movies to me is the way that they are created and the formulation of it and the creative choices that are made between the music, the acting, the direction, the cinematography, all this kind of stuff. And to me, I can't appreciate that in a movie unless I know what they had to work with, you know, what the script was is, for them to create. Interesting. Okay. But here's the deal, though, Tim. Do you spoil yourself for every movie? Not every, but some. Right. Well, the vast, major- the vast majority of movies you don't spoil yourself for. Well, because you spoil, the, you spoil I, the crap out of Star Wars, but do you spoil yourself for Jurassic World? Yes. Yeah, but I yep. can't find I can't go online and find the script for three ten to Yuma before it comes out. So, or if I, I probably would if I could, but it depends on availability. Also, just go well, go watch can, the the original. I can well. um, I I can tell you this, Mark and Tim and and Josiah, yeah. from my experience, like, so like Mark, I was a lot like you. Like I didn't know Jason personally yet. But I followed making Star Wars, and I knew all the spoilers for Episode Seven, and I watched the movie, and I was like, "Oh, this is when Han Solo dies," you know. And right. then when I saw Episode Eight, like Jason didn't have the level of spoilers he did for Eight as he did for Seven. So like when Snoke died, my like I was just in shock. My my jaw hit the floor, and then that was like a crowning moment for me because I was like, you know what? I think I'm I'm not anti-spoiler because I don't want people to think that I'm against people who like them. Uh, but for myself, I moved away from spoilers because episode eight shocked me so well. So when I saw episode nine, I, you know, I was spoiler free. And then like Mark, you mentioned, like, would you spoil Jurassic world if you could? And so, uh, you know, back to my other story, like, not that he would tell me like the Top Gun plot, but like, you know, I didn't even ask, like, I don't even want to know. Right. You know, so like, uh, so that experience kind of like moved me away from spoilers. However, I will say this because I don't know how much more time I have. Uh-huh. Um, when 
we get into the new Star Wars movies, the new trilogies, I am going to relive that excitement I had in 2014 when that okay. Black Friday Episode 7 teaser dropped. And yeah. I'm going to want to consume every little bit of information Jason can dig up for us. <laughs> I'm going to be all over it. But then if it's a trilogy, I'll probably pull away. Because it's easy, right. to, it's easy to read up on everything when you don't know anything. Every ship will be new. Every world will be new. Every character will be new. Every backstory will be new. You know? So it's like, you don't, and you don't have that personal attachment to it as you did with Episode 7 and Episodes 1, 2, and 3 you know, from, the, from the original trilogy. Like, it's going to be a whole new world, if you will. You know? And I'm going to want to find every little bit of, of piece of information out until the sequel. Then I'll right. probably pull back. No, I mean that that make because because that's what's cool about this too. You know, there are so many people who are attached to this franchise, and it means so much to them. They all have different ways of experiencing and enjoying it, and that's not a problem. Whatever works for you, that's how you should enjoy it. Yeah, it's like uh, I guess so for Josiah. I'm just gonna yeah. say your turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Force Awakens that we were talking about. Yeah, I I love Force Awakens. I was so hyped when. When it was over, I watched it probably five times in theaters. Um, nice. The, the lead-up for The Force Awakens was my favorite. I mean, reading, making Star Wars, listening to the podcast every week. Uh, I just love reading spoilers. I just don't care. I'll just read them all, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm like you, Tim. I, I just I think it enhances my viewing for me, you know. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I love The Force Awakens. It's looking back on it it's not my favorite of the sequel it's probably or the sequel trilogy it's probably my least favorite but okay coming out of it i loved it and, and so kind of another thing too that i think is a story just to explain what i was saying before um there's a guy who's been on the show before and hint hint he actually will be on again um his name is josh atred and he and i after the force awakens came out um we spent some time for a couple weeks actually uh just talking like on Skype and stuff with each other because we, a, a couple different people were coming out with scripts for what they would do if they were given the chance to write episode eight afterward. So he and I did that. We had a couple of different meetings online to do that. And we had a kind of treatments for it. We never actually got the actual script written, but we have different treatments and ideas that were bouncing off of each other. And that was another th thing that was so much fun because we had so many great things to work with again, based off these characters and, and Luke was now going to be involved. He wasn't, in the movie itself in the force awakens but now he could be you know there's so many great things to take from this so many places he could go with the story and it was a lot of fun to, to, to speculate about what would happen next so that was another great thing that i think they really did lawrence kasdan's fingerprint was absolutely on this movie too especially his you know han harrison love so anyway it, it was just such a great time it's going to go down as one of the best times i think in the history of star wars fans and kind of our community experience. I think nothing's really going to beat the area before and after The Force Awakens. So I think kind of uh, taking our next step to the next movie. Um, th once again, so much hype going into it because we had this new, re relatively new filmmaker taking the helm. And everybody was so excited about that because typically in the past you have relatively unknown filmmakers looking at star wars you know george lucas uh in fact i think they said this was the first time last jedi was the first time the same person had directed and written the movie since george lucas did with the new hope 
Um, so there was a lot of hype about Ryan Johnson coming in and, and given his twist on Star Wars. He, at that point, had movies like Looper and Brick, which were uh, wait, wait, wait. successful. Wait, wait, wait. Can you repeat that? I said a lot. No, that last night it was the first time someone had written was, and directed it was the last Star time Wars since A New Hope. Yeah, A New Hope and Last Jedi were the only times that one person wrote and that same one person directed the movie for Star Wars. You're not, Phantom Menace wasn't uh, it? Uh, was George Lucas the sole writer for that? Well, Ryan Johnson wasn't the sole writer, was he? I believe yeah. uh, Ram Bergman wrote it with him. Uh, oh, hold on. <laughs> we're going to find out real quick. I, I remember that conversation happening. Uh... Oh, wow, this is not as easy as that. Okay, we're just going to go to IMDb. We're investigating this. I'm fairly positive he didn't bring, he didn't bring a, uh, that Lucas didn't bring a co-writer in or anything until uh, episode two. I think it was Jonathan Heinzla, I think, perhaps, or maybe that was episode three. Okay, so the well, writers, Cos- writers for The Last Jedi is solely Ryan Johnson. It says George Lucas for characters, but that's it. Uh, let's see the fan of what, what about screenplay? Hold on. You're making full casting crew. It just says, yeah, writing credits, Ryan Johnson, written by. That's it. Uh, and so for The Phantom Menace, that has... Oh, that, that does have George Lucas as the sole writer. So, okay. I don't know why that conversation was happening. I remember people talking about that, but I guess it's... Or maybe it was just maybe not A New Hope, but for... I don't know. Whatever. We're moving on past what I said, because I don't know what I'm talking about. Um... The point is, everybody was excited about uh, Ryan Johnson, relatively new uh, film creator. And he was, his involvement with the Twitter community, I thought was great too. I had an interaction with him. He responded to me before. Um, he was talking about going to Wikipedia and looking stuff up. Um, there, he was, he seemed like a really fun guy to be at the helm of a Star Wars movie and very, you know, creative and involved and just kind of a, a fresh take on what we have had so far with star Wars. And I think the movie itself is, it really is just that it's an extremely fresh take on star Wars. And I think what he did with that was really important for the franchise because, uh, as much as I like the force awakens, it was a little bit formulaic, especially with what came before. And that was part of the point of them writing it that way. They were trying to do that. And this kind of did the complete opposite, where he took Star Wars and basically dropped it, shattered it on the ground, and I mean this in a good way, and, and said, now we can do whatever we want with a storyline. We don't have to follow what came before. We don't have to do the same stories that we've already seen. I, that, that felt like the first time in a long time that Star Wars could be anything. You know, and that's really important to do. And, and you know, some people, uh, there was this whole, like you said, this great divide among the fans over this movie. But I don't think anybody sensible is denying that Ryan really poured his heart and soul into this movie. And I think you can tell. And regardless of whatever you think, I enjoy the movie, but regardless of what anybody thinks, I think, you know, you can't fault him. He did such a fantastic uh, commitment with this movie. And it's just great. Well, the, um, I I only have a couple minutes. So like, do you mind if I just um, wrap up episode eight and nine? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And then, um, All right, so I wasn't in love with The Last Jedi, but I definitely was. Don't please, you know, no one, don't put me in that, like, anti-Last Jedi group. Like, I had my, (laughs) I 
I had my issues with it, but they weren't like for the same reasons. Like, for example, like I love Rose Tico. I didn't mm-hmm. like the Canto Bite subplot very much, but like right. I had no problem with Rose, you know. So I don't want I, you know, I'm always very clear with that. I don't want people to group me in a certain uh, fan group, uh, right. mind you. But I didn't realize how different the Last Jedi was, or how problematic it was until. And I'm not blaming Ryan Johnson or The Last Jedi, but episode eight and nine don't fit well together. Episode seven and nine fit well together. Like you could uh-huh. almost tell that it was different directors and different writers. And you can tell the person who wrote or, or you know, directed episode seven also directed episode nine. It's almost as if you went from seven to nine. Right. Um, and if you didn't like the last Jedi episode nine gave you your, uh, reasons or gave you, you know, your, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like your credibility, it gave you your justice, if you will. If, if episode nine followed what episode eight did, like, uh, let's go with the major theme that anyone can be a Jedi, right? right? Like that was, that was the theme of episode eight. Like anyone can rise up and fight evil. Anyone can rise up and join the resistance. Anyone can have the force. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be from a famous lineage. You can be Broom Boy. You can be Ray from nowhere. Like that was the theme of episode eight. And episode nine sh- pooped on it. <laughs> you, you know, it's like, nope, I'm Ray Palpatine. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that in there. Um, <laughs> so episode episode eight was a beautiful film. Did I agree with every decision? No. But was it a beautiful, well-written, well-directed, thought-out film? Absolutely. And episode eight's worst enemy was episode nine. I feel if if JJ went with what Ryan established in eight and continued the story, people would appreciate episode eight more, and it would have flowed. Like uh-huh. I, I, you know, I always said on Twitter in my own podcast, like I don't care if if Ryan Johnson did all three films. You know, I think it would have been better if he did. And then people are like, what, what, what? And I'm like, let me finish. I don't care if JJ, I don't care if JJ Abrams did all three films because they would be better if he did all three films. I think the discontinuate, discontinuate, just the jarbled non-communication between the two or the fact that Ryan Johnson was writing episode eight before JJ finished episode seven you know, was a problem. And then JJ, I'm, I'm assuming, was writing episode nine or rewriting episode nine before he saw episode eight. I don't know. But it, it or he just didn't care and went the exact opposite way. And it's just, I don't know. I, it, it just, they should have, they should have matched better. It's like if it was an outfit, it would have been clashing. It's like red and orange putting episode eight and nine together or next to each other. But with that being said, with the theme of your four-year anniversary show, like <laughs> I do, I do. Con- so I'm wrapping up because I gotta go. Right. Um, uh, before I forget, Mark, Tim, congratulations on four years. It's amazing. Thank you again. Amazing, amazing. And every and and everyone who was a part of it, Andrea, Jared, everybody. Um. But with that being said, you know I am extremely thankful that we have Star Wars films. I am extremely grateful to Kathleen Kennedy, to JJ, to Ryan, to everyone who worked on it. I'm extremely grateful, especially to John Williams, 
for being oh, yeah. the glue for being the glue that held this tri- these this all three trilogies together you know yep. Yep. you can find someone who hates the last jedi you can find someone that hates the phantom menace you can find someone that loves empire strikes back like mark was saying there's so many different sects of star wars films not one of them will say a bad word about john williams not one of them not yeah one. He is the glue that binds this saga together, and too often him and Ben Burt do not get enough credit for what they bring to the table that really brings like the magic to the movie. Um, so I like to pretend I'm this like you know critic, and I and, and I'm nobody. You know I'm <laughs> I'm I'm on a podcast and I write into podcasts and that's all I am. But like because I have that small role in this community, like I feel the need to be overcritical at times just to say something different or just to play, as I like to say, just to play devil's advocate. Even though like there's certain things about The Last Jedi that I absolutely love, I'll always put myself like, ah, I'm like a seven out of ten with it, you know, always taking points away because I feel I have to play that role. But the truth right. of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, and going with the theme of your amazing four-year anniversary show is I am eternally grateful that I have more Star Wars because twice in my life, I never thought it would happen. When my father showed me uh, Return of the Jedi, and I was like, when's the next one, Dad? And he's like, they're not making anymore, Johnny. He goes, that's it, it's over. And I was sad, right? But then I heard about the prequel trilogy. And then they said, that's it. After Revenge of the Sith, I'm done. And then I was sad again. So again, with all the stuff I say, I just want Kathleen, George Lucas, Disney, everyone involved to know how eternally grateful I am that I not only had this sequel trilogy, but more Star Wars to come. And at the end of the day, whether you're part of that fan clique or this fan group or you love everything Star Wars does or you hate everything Star Wars does or you're someone like me that's just, you know, in the middle and likes some, loves some, you know, we all have st- more Star Wars, and that's the important thing. And more importantly, above everything else, is they're just movies. But what is real is the fact that I'm on here with Josiah, Mark, and Tim, people that I've met through this amazing community, and that will last forever. One of my best friends, like I met through podcasting, and I'll never forget that. And it's because of these films. They're just movies, but the fact that I can reach out to you guys and I'm having a rough day and talk some football or what have you. That that's the beautiful thing about these films in this community. Did and you really just that, say that Star Wars is the people that we've met along the way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really though. I think so. But what you okay. just said what, but it, what but you just said accurate, it is and what he just said is like the entire spirit of what we're trying to capture with this podcast. Like I don't even know why I need to talk anymore because you just got it. But thank you because that was spot on. Thanks. So I know you said you um you gotta go soon. So uh, not do, trying to like not trying to shoot you. Please be here as long as you want. But I acknowledge you gotta go soon. So um, thank you again for for being on and saying what you said. Not only for us being at the four year, but again that what you were just saying it was absolutely perfect. I want to make that like the highlight of the show. So thank you so much. And and like you said, have you know getting to meet people like you not only in person twice, two different events. That was obviously a blast. Yes. Um, yes. but just our our internet interactions and all that it's just been far more than i would have ever expected when i started and i'm like hey let me make a twitter account see what these star wars people are like and it's 
blew up way past what I would have thought. So exactly, um, yeah, and, and like you said, it's because these these creative minds decided to give us more of what we already love. So um, anyway, thank you for being on. Anytime that you're you're on, you're more than welcome whenever you're able, and uh, I'll just sure sometime be talking to you pretty soon. Yes, thanks, I think Thank you, Mark. See you later, Josiah. Josiah, we should See do like Johnny. a. Uh, let, maybe I can uh, remind me to write in for your Super Bowl show. Yeah, Super Bowl. We'll have you on if you want. Be yeah, if I can. Football if, if with I can Daniel, because absolutely. I don't know anything. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and Tim, I think I'm gonna talk to you tomorrow night. I think. Uh, I think that sounds good. All right, all right, guys. Thank you so much. I'll see you later. All right. See you. See Thank ya. you. Bye bye. So, uh, let's see. Josiah, Last Jedi. I know you said you already liked it. You said it was, uh, is it your first or second favorite of the current trilogy? Last Jedi is probably my second. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah I'd say second. Rise of Skywalker is probably my first, then Last Jedi, then Force Awakens. That's um, an interesting one. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I've heard anybody put it that way yet. Yeah, yeah. me either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just, like, coming out of The Force Awakens, I was really hyped and, and loved it. Coming out of The Last Jedi, I really liked it, but I had problems with it. But once it had time to breathe, uh, I liked how fresh it was compared to The Force Awakens. Um, and I liked what they did with the like character of Luke and, and uh, just the choices they did and a bunch of stuff I loved about The Last Jedi. And so I guess looking back, it, it, you know, it changed in ranking. At first, I would say Force Awakens was you know, my favorite because of how excited I was at the time. And, but I think a lot of that was just like the online stuff, uh, the lead up to the force awakens, you know, it was just, you, you can't beat that moment in star Wars. I don't think in online star Wars, but yeah, coming out of the last Jedi, I, we had a, uh, my podcast did like a event at our local theater. We had a bunch yeah, of giveaways that. and stuff. And that, so that was awesome. Was, like like real what? quick, I, I have to let you know, cause I'm going to forget. Um, yeah. Not going to lie, half the stuff that I try to do here, I'm usually like inspired by something fantastic you came up with, some sort of idea that you had. Like you, you're, yeah. you're super on top of it. And like, I'm not joking. There are times when you guys announce something, whatever. I'm like, oh, crap, I got to do that. I got to figure that out. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The event was so fun. I mean, that's that's half of how much, you know, that's half of the reason I like The Last Jedi so much is because of our event. It was just a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. That that also goes into how much I love it, just because of the moment in time for me and Daniel, who's my co-host, and just how how much fun we had talking to people all night. Because the, at our theater that night, at least it um, it wasn't reserved seating, so everybody was lined up still, like it was 2015. You know, right. people were lined up all the way down the hallway. So we talked to people till like two or three a.m. You know, nice. so it was just it was so fun. So, and Mark, did I, did you say <laughs> you didn't say what you thought about Last Jedi? Yet, did you? All right. So, um, Mark's not here at the moment, I guess. So, what that means is I'm going to temporarily take over um, because uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think how to how to frame this. So, a couple different things that have occurred to me while we were talking about this movie. One is that visually, I it might be number one for me and in, in the way that star wars movie looks like with the battle of crate like i don't know if there's a more beautiful battle in movies period um and i just think it's great and, and the whole thing with luke too the way he 
change in his appearance for the Battle of Crate when he showed up. That was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've said this before on the show. I'm sure everybody knows it. They might not want to hear me say it again, but uh, you know, Luke as a character has been a big deal for me all my life growing up. Um, so when I found out that he was actually legitimately going to die in this movie, I was a little, uh, let's say, disappointed. Um, but I also knew I had to wait and see it in context to to really understand it and all that, and I did. And I am glad that I knew about it because I would not have received that scene as well as I did if I didn't know. Uh, it would have really bothered me and taken me out of the movie and I wouldn't have been able to enjoy the rest of it. Um, but that knowing it was able to help me kind of, you know, prep for it and get get ready. And when it did happen, I appreciated it a lot more than I thought I would. And it had a big impact on me, you know, which is what movies are supposed to do. They're supposed to make you feel something. It's supposed to move you. And, and it did. And I feel like the throne room scene also was one of the most successful individual scenes again in, in like all of the nine movies because it just it really delivered visually and with the story and the implications it, and the follow up to it it was it was just fantastic. Um, and then one other thing I wanted to mention to it I haven't said anything like this on the show before but again if I doubt it but if somebody like Ryan or somebody awesome is listening to this this is something I would tell them in person. Um, so I. Um, when the Star Wars movies came back, it was one of the things I was actually able to bond with with numerous family members because my entire family is fans of Star Wars, right? Um, so one of the people I was bonding with was one of my grandfathers, and I would always—he never see it in the theater. He would always wait, and then I would show him the movies after they came out. So I would take him to his house, and we put it in, watch it, all that. Um, he loved Force Awakens; thought it was great. Um, like the uh, you know, Chewie was his favorite character, you know, all this kind of stuff. And uh, we, had, we had a lot of fun uh, doing that. I always look forward to the next Star Wars movie. He'd ask me what I thought, and then he'd be looking forward to me showing it to him, all that. Make a long story short, um, when Last Jedi came out, I didn't know how he would react to it because of um, just the common fan reaction. Not common, but some of the fan reaction that it had. The up and down rockiness of it, I didn't know how he would take it. So I was kind of, not like nervous, but I was waiting to see how he would react to it. And just to kind of cut to the chase, um, it actually turned out it, he said it might be his favorite of the movies at that point because of just the messages of it and what it meant. And um, and he was super psyched to see episode nine. So, you know, uh, again, this is not something I've really said before, but unfortunately he isn't here anymore. He didn't get to see episode nine. Um, but this is going to sound really weird, but knowing how much he liked episode eight, and watching it again after this happened and seeing it through the perspective of just everything that happened with him and everything, it kind of helped me through the time that I was going through with all that. And uh, just knowing how much that movie meant to him and how much he loved it has really kind of endeared it to me even more than it would have normally. And I said this at the time that I think it was going to age well and you know, next generations would appreciate it a lot more than current people did. Um, but apparently even previous generations who love the originals and that's what Star Wars was to them also can love it too. So just want to mention that in case like I said, Ryan or anybody's listening to it, I doubt it, but just want to let you know that it, it means a lot more than just a movie to some people too. Hmm. Very well Mark, said. are you, are you back here now? Um, are you really going to force me to go on after that? <laughs> well, you, you popped out, you disappeared for a minute. So yeah, it, it disconnected me. I was talking and I was like, what's going on? He's not, <laughs> maybe he's playing a joke. <laughs> nope. No joke, he just couldn't hear you. Uh, okay, Last Jedi. Hmm. Uh, decided to go in completely spoiler-free. I remember that. Last Jedi. It I was, was hard doing a podcast with you when that was the case. <laughs> it was. 
It was, but I was upset uh, by Rogue One. Uh, there were so many cool things that were in the trailers that kind of pulled me out of the movie when I was watching it because I was waiting for the scenes with the AT-ATs and it wasn't there. And it's like, what is going on? So I decided I want to be as spoiler-free as possible, that I wasn't even going to watch the trailers unless I saw the trailers in the theater. And I did all that. It was great. Uh -huh. It worked. I went and saw Last Jedi and I was blown away. Blown away. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Everything was a surprise to me. It was amazing. And then I got to work and people were starting to crap on it. I was defending it. I was like, no, no, no. You don't know what the problem is. I mean, Yo. hey. Hey. So, if everybody's wondering, by the way, this is Sal. He just popped in. How are you doing? What's up, guys? What's up? Let me finish real quick, Sal. No. Okay. <laughs> so, for me, it was a situation of I was, I was busy defending it all the time to people who didn't like Last Jedi. Uh, and I still think it's a great movie. Uh, time has, has kind of changed me along a little bit of it. The things that everybody dislikes about it or, or the, thing, you know, the situation with Luke... I have no problem with that. That I, I'm all on board with it. Canto Bite don't have an issue with it. I don't really have an issue with any of the movie per se. I just don't. I think it's a great Star Wars movie. I just don't think it's the best number eight. That's all. That's really all I can say about you it. You mean its place in the trilogy? You think it would be better placed else, like as a different part of a trilogy? I do, and I also think that there's things that you could do. To I, I honestly, I've talked about this before. I think I think the idea of obviously Disney wanted Luke in Force Awakens, and it's a hell of an ending with them ending it that way. But I think it's an issue because then you have to start Last Jedi almost immediately. I think if Last Jedi had time to breathe, if there was maybe three months, four months, a year between the end of let's say the Force Awakens and the start of the Last Jedi. Then you'd have the characters already having built relationships to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, you basically got two movies in a trilogy that take take place within a week of each other, uh, a week total. Yeah, and I think for me that was where it's like, okay, it's really hard to, especially when they started pumping the ending of uh, the Skywalker saga, and you know, I get to see my friends for the last time. It's like, well, we've only known, you know. Finn and I'm not Finn. Poe and Ray don't even meet till the end of the Last Jedi, right? And so it's it's a it's a different way of doing it. But again, I mean, Last Jedi feel Last Jedi and Force Awakens are a really good movie together. It almost feels like I need another movie and another movie before you get. I mean, it almost feels like I need a a real number eight before you get to nine. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And it's a good point, too, about them having to go directly from one to the other and and sort of some restrictions you have to work with in writing because of that. Well, and I don't blame I don't blame Johnson for that. Johnson was dealt the hand he was given. And I think the strongest thing about for me personally about the, the sequel saga, Johnson introduced the whole idea of, you know, the force connection between Ray and Kylo, yeah. then being able to sort of move objects through the force them having a bond, that whole thing. Rise of Skywalker is not a good movie if that doesn't exist. That is the whole point behind that movie. Yeah. You know, it, I don't know which way he would have went. Obviously, you hear 
you know, J.J. Abrams was talking about he would have wanted more adventures with the trio, you know, with, with Finn, with Poe, with Ray, if he had, um, if he had Last Jedi. And I don't see that dynamic happening, you know, the, the Ray and Kylo dynamic happening if, if he was involved. So I'm thankful in the end for the way it turned out. Yeah, I feel like that was one of the most brilliant story plot devices of the sequel trilogy is their bond and how it developed and what it meant. At first, you know, Snoke was saying that he was one behind it, but then apparently not because they, they had in The Last Jedi, they had another one after he was already dead, you know. So, like, I think the, the idea of them being brought together, but then having that continual bond henceforth, um, like you said, it really set the stage for their relationship and how it would uh, continually evolve with the eventual Ben Demption and all that kind of stuff with episode nine, which we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, actually. Um, but uh, Sal, yeah, we were right now we're kind of covering uh, what, what happened with the last Jedi, kind of what it means like for us and um, just kind of overall giving our, our, our thanks to Ryan and Kathy and all that for giving us this movie. Okay. For the last Jedi, that's definitely, I think it's like my favorite out of the, uh, the new ones but okay it's just i mean it's just a really good movie so i don't um i kind of don't see like i do i do a pretty good job i guess of curating my follows and my timeline like mm-hmm. i don't have time to fight with people or to convince anybody of one way <laughs> or the other man i just go home and i watch a movie and i watch it with my family and i have fun and that's what you know that's what i try to take from star wars <laughs> you know yeah yeah well, and that's what that's what's supposed to be. Yeah, um, I think there's like a weird, I don't know. I think this whole online culture has like moved things in a way where everything's a fight, and you need to pick your battles, and everybody's on a side. Yeah. It's like no, you you if you don't like a movie, that's fine, and if you do like a movie, that's fine. But you're yeah. not going to tell me what I like or don't like. <laughs> that, you know? no, and I, I'm not going to tell I, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and again. I, that's how it should be. Yeah. I think we're still going to get worse before it gets better. Like, like I think it's sort of coming to a head to where you're going to get a ton of people out there who just really believe the way that you believe that, you know, just let me, let me right. like what I like. Leave me alone. I don't, I don't care whether you, you think this movie is horrible. It's, it's unimagined, you know, unimaginative. It's, it's old. It's black and white. Just let me have my likes. You know, right. and, and I think we're getting to that point. I just think it's going to take a little bit of time before. Like the hot takes. People, yeah, I think people have had, yeah. will have had enough. And, and it's getting easier and easier, easier to curate your, uh, your, um, your timeline. I mean, I actually have to, I have to search to get myself angry lately. And I find myself doing it because otherwise <laughs> I'm like, I'm bored. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Press release. Yeah. I want to get angry about something. <laughs> let, me go look, let me go look at Forbes. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's that guy. That guy. It's barbecue time. Yeah, but, but I totally get, get how you are, Sal. I mean, that's, that's the way to be, to be honest. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. like, you know me, dude. I walk in and I'll talk about something. And, you know, you also know that generally I'm pretty happy with, you know, what's given to me. Uh, when I watch a new Star Wars, be it a book, a comic book, or whatever, even if... Let's just say I have a lower opinion of it than something else or someone else. Almost everything that's out there, I can like pick out some really good moments. So even if there was, I don't know, say a book that I didn't exactly love and probably won't read again, uh, 
I'll still remember, I really liked these three sections of that. These were three really cool things that that book did that I liked, or mm-hmm. this was a really cool character that I met in that book or story. Right. So like, uh, there's always something to take from a Star War for me. <laughs> Well, no, yeah, absolutely. Because and we were kind of talking earlier. There's there's a little bit for everybody in this Star Wars stuff, even if it's not in each individual project, but just as a whole. If you tend to like books more than movies, there are some great Star Wars books for you out there. If you like yeah. movies, there are what uh, eleven at this point or something like that. Right. Uh, right. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure you're gonna like at least one of them. <laughs> you know, like there's something for everybody in all of these mediums. Well, sure. you know, and you and I, you and I, we all talked about it earlier. I was talking about how, you know, the uh, the guy online, uh, Florian online, German Jedi, he loves the books. He doesn't really care for the movies. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, I'm confused by that, but it doesn't make it wrong. You know, there there are people who prefer the animated. Then right, doesn't make right. it wrong. That's how they yeah, got into like- it. I've yet to meet a person who prefers Lego. But I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there's somebody. Uh, you know what? For a while, Lego was like the premier Star Wars video game experience for me. But was yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't even need to play uh, Force Unleashed. Just let me play Star Wars, the original saga, over and over and over. I mean, it was a good game. Dude, it's fun. It's the, I could play that with the kids for hours. And even if they died 27,000 times, which they did, and it took us three hours to finish <laughs> one level, it was funny. Yeah. For you, only a lot of your stuff is back built on, a lot of your stuff is built on your relationship with your family and doing it. So, yeah, I, I, and I completely get that. I think, like, uh, you know, and I don't know if that colors my perception, but even now, I don't think that there has been a more like my Star Wars right now. Like now that every like now that we sort of have a bookend on all of these. Oh, it's original trilogy, and there's a sequel trilogy, and there's this, and there's the side movies. Like Star Wars Rebels has been has given me and my family some of the I think my favorite Star Wars. Like it started, it had a story, it followed these people, these people I grew to care about. These characters had growth and moments in time, and then the finale was awesome. So. It's really cool because now I'm seeing a lot more people be like, hey, Star Wars Rebels is awesome because I just saw it on Disney Plus and I never got to see it before. So little things oh, like that. Yeah. See, my, oh, yeah. My timeline's curated to see like, hey, I, I like this thing. Because, you know, chances are if you just talk about things you don't like, I don't follow you. <laughs> it makes it's sense. That easy. You know, it actually makes sense. You know? Yeah, it's, well, I don't I- need that. And, and I think you and I even talked about this, Sal, is that for me, I, I was very critical of uh, Rebels mm-hmm. um, in season one and season two. Uh, season three, I need to do a rewatch of them, but season three for me was amazing. Season four was unbelievable. I can't wait if the rumors are true that we're getting a sequel to it. I can't wait to find out what's happening. Uh, yeah. And again, like you said, so many people are discovering it. I have a guy at work who's watching it with his daughter. Never watched Rebels, but he has Disney Plus and he's watching with his daughter. I said, are you going to watch Clone Wars? No, we're going to start with Rebels. I'm like, all right, man. Enjoy. Have a good time. Cool. And, he, and he's loving it. And it's one of those things to where, you know, I, I think the same thing we've talked about it before. Solo is going to get a whole new audience with Disney Plus. And, and I think all these things that people might have passed on, you know, it's just going to be amazing. And I think when Resistance hits on, uh, on Disney Plus, it's going to be even... Even bigger. 
I mean, yeah. I know season you... one's already there. I'm almost, yeah, I'm yeah, almost yeah. caught up, and holy crap, it's good, dude. Uh, yeah, these latest latest couple of weeks have been really good for the resistance, and I'm like, uh, like you know, everybody knows it's wrapping up like really soon, like next week, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but dude, like, I think th- the thing that I might end up missing the most when it's gone. Like the animation style for the ship battles is so good. See, like, and here's and here's yeah. the sad thing about that. And I know Timber's supposed to be talking about other things, but uh, <laughs> everything that I wanted in the show from day one is now starting to happen. They're really, for me, anyways. I, I'm into mm-hmm. where they're bringing all the aces in now, and the aces are fighting, and they're starting to have all this sort of resistance built you know around the base itself and it's like this is what i've been wanting and and it really feels like i know the animation got better in season two but it even feels like the animation's gotten better halfway through season two like it's really just whoa this is amazing animation amazing acting i'm i'm into it and and now i'm like boy how are they going to end this set you know in a a good way and i'm going to be sad when it's over yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's like I don't I don't even you know I tried not to um, like all of these. I I always look at my Star Wars like in universe, and I try not to be you know I've never been like well, you know uh, I liked Solo, but I wonder what would have happened if like these directors had got you know like I don't take all of the extra. Well, I wonder what was reshot. Like I I watch the story, and yeah. I judge the story like that, 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 that they that, deliver that, to us the in universe is what matters to me not like all you know i mean we could do a million things on what could have been you know what i mean like yeah so um you know so i don't know like well resistance is ending i don't know what else it could have been but um i was just talking to the kids about this because we were talking about how they didn't get any like comic books or no books or no there was no tie-in resistance anything um so I'm, I'm hoping that like these characters, you know, maybe we get a book about Kaz or, or a book about Poe and Kaz is in it or, you know what I mean? Like it, as the sequel trilogy is now like wrapped up and like, I'm guessing hopefully that now they can start giving us a lot of these little side stories or books that we haven't been able to get um, before because everything was so under wraps and being created. I'm hoping that like uh, sequel trilogy stories we'll be able to get some of these characters through that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And cause like, yeah. especially with the way that the last or Return, rise of Skywalker ended, um, you got a lot of, uh, story areas. You can take this in different mediums. Yeah, for sure. So kinda, that, that's what I'm excited about too. Yeah. Well, and, and actually, I guess that was a better segue than I thought. I wasn't even trying, but here we are. So rise of Skywalker, right? You're welcome. This is the, thank you. <laughs> this is the most recent <laughs> thing that we have in Star Wars overall, right? Wait, hold on. I need to ask one question. I need to ask one question about Resistance. All right. All right. <laughs> well, cause it, it honestly feels like they just wrote that. segue? Well, no, because it actually it, it is a it. segue. It really is a segue. Because it feels like they wrote the episodes to how Ryan Johnson ended it. And that, because they have to do with these episodes, what, two years ago? Right, right. So there's um, constantly, there's constant talk, at least where I'm at, about the spark, the spark that ignites the galaxy, the spark, the spark. It's very, very last Jedi heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And we've got, you know, I think that's maybe five episodes out of the ending where I'm at. Um, but it seems like they were that they wrote this based on wh- where he was going. And I wonder how, because I always assumed we would end, and I still don't know, but I always assumed that we would end Resistance with whatever the final battle was for Rise of Skywalker. Like, they're one of the ships that's in this battle of Exegol, let's say. Right, mm-hmm. right. I don't think I'm. I don't think that's happening now. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, you know? But you're right. It doesn't. I haven't seen anything to make me uh, think about that. But even if it was something as simple as like, like I don't know where the show is going, but let's just say, you know, there's like it's going to have a finale of some kind, and I'm guessing the finale is going to have more to do with the characters, especially the two that are on opposite sides right now. Right. Right. Um, you know, like, so if, like, let's just say the finale is this really cool story that wraps up Tam and Kaz and and that whole dynamic in a really interesting and satisfying way, or battle or whatever it is, right? And then the episode ends and everybody's back on the Colossus or whoever's back on the Colossus. And then, like, you know, could you imagine something cool? Like, the episode ends, you're satisfied, we're hooking up with the Resistance now, boom. Well, we just got a call, you know... And like the uh, like the Palpatine transmission comes through or something like that. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I'm down. That would be like I would be really cool with that because at first when we had like a handful of episodes left, I'm like, well, maybe we'll start to see like the Final Order stuff creep in. You know, like we'll start to get you know these they're supposed to be spies, so maybe they'll start to recover some of the because the other movie starts like the dead speak. You know, reports are Palpatine is somehow alive. You know, blah 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 blah. So I thought, like, maybe they start to get some of that information or something like that, and mm-hmm. that could connect it to it without having to be like, hey, look, let's go to Exegol, guys. Although that would be cool, too, <laughs> if there was like, hey, this is Lando. Hey, everybody, uh, meet me here and follow me because this drive is crazy. Look, if, if, you, if they end it with the transmission that has only been in Fortnite... You know what I mean? <laughs> if they end it with Palpatine's, you know, speech that from that, and they finally put that officially in canon, I'm good because then we know what happens next. They go in to help out. Right, right, and that would just be yeah. a really cool, like that connective tissue to give us that, like, because we got what you're right. Like we got a year before, we got a year between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, so we're already past the Last Jedi. And we've been running yeah. around, you know, uh, doing whatever we've been doing, uh, finding beautiful beach planets. Um, <laughs> so, like, I don't know how close we are, but it kind of makes sense to me that the next big event is the Dead Speak. Right. You know, so I, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm wondering if, like, we'll get any connection to that. That'd be sweet. Be either way. You know, that would be cool. Like, that would make me happy. But, you know. I'm not a creative executive, sir. So <laughs> you'll have to. Uh, that's above my pay grade. No, but that that really would be sweet, though. I mean, well, what? any any time that well, I'm like any time that the uh, the these animated series have tie-ins to uh, a theatrical released movie, like the Rebels Rogue One kind of crossovers and stuff like that, it, it's great. Right. It, it's funny because it helps you realize again that this is a universe and a world. It's not segmented stories. They're all together, one big story of Star Wars. Yeah, and I really like that, like, that those connections can be, like, generally these connections are something that, like, if you've never seen any of the anything, it just flies right over your radar, and if you have, then you get that extra little burst of happy. Right. 
know what yeah. I mean? Like if you have seen Rise of Skywalker, what you know, chances are it works the other way around. You know, if you've right. seen Rise of Skywalker and then you like, there's the fireball, then you'll be happy. If right. You okay. Resistance. Kind of like uh, uh, Mandalorian and Clone Wars too. Some of the crossovers we're having there. Right, right, right. And everything. Like I, I really dig when they do that kind of stuff. And that was kind of the, uh, like, because for a while that was all the theories on Rebels. Oh, they're going to like end it at the Battle of Scarif and it's going to be so cool. Right. But the ending we got, they didn't quite, like, they didn't do that, but she gave us a really cool, like, hey, uh, that attack never came, because all of a sudden the Empire got super busy. <laughs> <laughs> like, and so we got that, like, slight connection, but not right. necessarily that, you know, Hera took off, I'm here, <laughs> you know. Right. So, like, the connection was there, but it wasn't exactly addressed in the show. So I think, like, if they do the dead speak or something like that, that would be a really cool, like, it would almost be like the ending of Rogue One. You know how it leads you, boom, right into the next thing. Right. Well, and speaking of Rebels, too, you know where I most recently saw the ghost? Where? <laughs> that would be in The Rise of Skywalker. Nice. <laughs> I fell for it. It can be seen there twice, actually, I just noticed, because this movie, I'm not too proud to say, I have seen the most in theaters of any of them. Actually, no, I take that back. Wow, wow that's wrong. That's wrong. Why did I just <laughs> say that? <laughs> No, it was. He's like, I got my own numbers and defeating them. <laughs> I got my own numbers confused. What the crap? Okay, so yeah. I have not seen it the most because again, I had a different life when Force Awakens came out. Um, by choice, I probably would have seen this one the most because it is my favorite of the sequel trilogy right now. Um, okay. And uh, so this one I've seen five times so far, and the most recent time I saw it was on Thursday, I think. And uh, so you can see the ghost when Lando's Armada shows up at the end, and you can also see it landing on uh, was it Agent Kloss or whatever at the yeah, end? Yeah, Agent Kloss. Yeah, so you can see it there too. I, I noticed that most recently when I was watching it. But I, I saw it in a couple of shots as well, like during the fight. Oh, I saw okay, one nice. Move where it's like doing something, but I only found it that one time. And every time I'm looking for it again, I never found that shot again. <laughs> you know. Well, as long as I say, well, once it's out, it's coming out in what April, I think. We can we can analyze the screenshots, I guess, to see yeah. exactly how often it's in there. Yeah. Uh, but so I guess just to get the discussion going for the Rise of Skywalker, um, uh. As I mentioned, it's my favorite of the current ones. In fact, of all nine right now, I rank it uh, personally as my third favorite Star Wars movie just overall, period. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big fan of this movie. And uh, I think it is an incredibly daunting task to not only wrap up this current trilogy that we have. With, I mean, the dynamics between going from seven to eight to nine is already kind of hard you know just because they right, there right. went in so many directions with so many possibilities and you have to kind of tone it back down and bring it back down to ground level of how is this trilogy going to end on top of that you have two other trilogies to think about that you're going to end with it too and a storyline of a family that has meant so much to the world for 40 years so you know that's kind of a big deal and yeah. it's an incredibly daunting task. So for the, uh, JJ and uh, Colin, uh, oh, sorry, Colin Jarrah, uh, Chris Terrio, um, to have written what they did to to create this movie, I think it was success. I mean, you know, it's, it's not a perfect movie. I don't know if any Star Wars movie is a perfect movie. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, they're not supposed to be. But uh, they're supposed to be fun, which is what they are. You know, but I think that this did such a, it was very successful. It did such a great job of, of doing that, wrapping it up. Um, it really, once again, a movie is supposed to make you feel things and, and, and kind of move you and all this, which this did for me. I had people in my row when I was watching this movie that were crying and <laughs> numerous parts of it, uh, laughing, all that kind of stuff, cheering, you know, it was great. And, and, and I, 
I think it cannot be overstated how hard it is to create what we got and, and say what you will about it. I don't think for all the critics out there of this movie, I don't think any of them would have delivered something better. So just saying. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, um, so I'm a big fan, but yeah, what, what do you guys uh, feel about that? I'm trying to, I have to stop myself. because I'm starting to make it about the movie itself and, and less about, you know, what they did to make this movie, what a big task it was. But, but how do you feel about what, what rise of Skywalker means to you? And, and what would you say like to JJ and Chris, if they were here? Um, I don't know. It's, it's definitely like such a daunting task and such a, like, you know, they're, they're building this and they're taking this as the thing to put the capstone on 40 years of, a franchise almost but not just any franchise a franchise that's meant like a whole lot to like you said like us and generation like our kids like yeah you know what i mean like so it's not a simple task by any stretch of the means and nothing is ever perfect um but it's just like i think the movie sits well in the saga that it's intended for and i think it does things that it's supposed to like as a saga ender, it it does a lot of those things that, like, um, you know, that it should. It puts a finality uh, to, to. I mean, I guess they said it best. They were like, it's a satisfying ending. It's like a satisfying you know? epic period to the end of this sentence. Yeah, you know, and, and like, everybody sort of gets uh, a little bit of shine, but, you know, it is a, it is a big movie it has a lot of things to tie up and it is does it in a a somewhat like kind of you know it's it's a it's kind of messy and it's kind of quick and there's a lot there so it's something that you have to go like you said multiple times (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know what i mean like the first time i walked out of it i was like okay like i dug it and there were parts that got me and there were parts that i missed and then Mm -hmm. on seeing it a second time i was able to like you know digest it a little bit better you know star wars movies need to be digested right you can't just uh not all the time you can't always just run in and run out or at least i can't i i like to think about these things <laughs> well and like, and there are many layers to this one and different things that are intended i think there, like you said there are many things that go over your head when you're watching it in, in one at one time you know yeah. I, and i said i kind of said this in our review of the movie itself but i've said for a while i'm a huge fan of jj abrams and the stories he tells going back to things like uh, regarding henry and forever young and these stories that he tells are great stories about people and because of that i kind of put him on the same plane as people like steven spielberg and george lucas like i think they're some of the greatest minds in storytelling today so i feel right. I, I don't know if it's because i have that approach or not but it just it strikes the right chords with me and i get that it doesn't necessarily everybody but there are things that i pick up on that mean something to me and it really had a big impact as a story to me and, and I can't speak for anybody else. I can just, you know, I, I would say to right. them what, what happened with me and I thought it was fantastic and it really, it, it did mean something um, because th- this whole thing is blown up way bigger than anybody thought, including, you know, George Lucas and including like Fox <laughs> in 1975 or whenever four, whenever was he pitched it to him, you know, like, Right. This whole thing is taken off way far. Here we are, forty years after that, talking about the end of this thing that he got started. As people who, I, well, I don't know, Mark, I don't know about you and Sal, but because I don't know if you know, would have ever met each other in person or not. But for the rest of it, like, we would never know each other if it weren't for this thing. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's so, like such a I, I, like I don't I don't know I haven't followed JJ's career in that sort of way, 
Right. But I mean, if I, if you just take the smallest thing and just think about it, like, look at all the people that love Ray, Finn, Poe, and the things that he brought to us that now they care about so much. Like, you know, yeah. how many little girls have you seen dressed as Ray? You know, for that alone, you have to give J.J. Yeah. Know, oh. a huge amount of thanks. He is amazing at character creation. If you look at things like Star Trek, what he, what he did with there, and the casting for those characters. Even here, looking at this, uh, Adam Driver as Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo is one of the best things to happen to Star Wars, to me. Like His performance is just next level <laughs> for, for what Star Wars usually has. I mean, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, I mean, Carrie Fisher, these are great actors and actresses. Uh, Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, you know, I think he did exactly what George wanted him to do. Like, there are great acting performances throughout here. But Adam Driver was just like next level to me. And it was just amazing. He had a great character to work with on paper, great director to bring it out of him, and a great actor to actually do that performance. So I kind of feel like, Josiah, I want to turn it over to you for a second with uh, our Rise of Skywalker conversation. Uh, really, really love Rise of Skywalker. I, I said this earlier, but it's my favorite. I agree with you, Tim. It's my favorite of the sequel trilogy for sure. Um, it just like everything just seemed to work for me, you know, mm. and I, I get people have problems with, you know, here and there and I understand. And sometimes I agree with some of the problems, but it just, I don't care. It's just a fun, uh, it is fast paced and sloppy and messy at times in a good way, in a really good way for me. <laughs> uh, I just, I just love it. It just moves. And it just, and the first time I watched it, uh, Coming out, I was like, wow, wow, that was such a fast-paced movie. I just need time to digest it. And I saw it for the second time the other, the other day because I have an eight-month-old, and so it's a little <laughs> hard to go, go to the movies. But I saw it again for the second time the other day, and it was even better for me. And it, it didn't feel as fast and rushed as it did the first time. Um, but, yeah, it, it was it's, it's a freaking fun movie. I loved it. I didn't give it a chance to digest because I literally saw it back to back on opening night. Gosh, yeah, yeah. we had we had our uh, second of our events, uh, my podcast at our movie theater. We raised some money for a local charity, and it was uh, it also added to the night because it was just so much fun to again talk to people and raise yeah. money, and you know it was it was a blast. And are you guys going to be doing that again down the road for any future movies coming out in a few years? Yeah, if anything else hits a movie theater, yeah, we'll for sure be there, yeah. So everybody needs to check that out in the future when we have these movies. Pay attention for that. for sure. Yeah. If you're anywhere near Louisville, Kentucky, which I'm sure nobody is, but (laughs) (laughs) come see it with us. Like maybe Kentucky Fried Chicken or... (laughs) (laughs) I can bring you some Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) <laughs> it might be the, quite the trip. So, Mark, uh, your Rise of Skywalker conclusion? You know, I don't really want to talk about the first time I saw it. I actually want to talk about the second time I saw it. I okay. happened to sit, sit next to um, this older guy next to me, and he leaned forward in his seat the whole time. <laughs> and because he's leaning forward, I could see this older lady down, you know, probably my age, actually, maybe five years older at the most. Uh, so they're definitely my generation. And I think I spent more time watching those two uh, yeah. than I did. Yeah, a quarter of my eye, you know, and she's crying yeah. and, and she's into it. And so is he. And it was like, I had 
definitely, you know, I was very spoiled to it. I came out of the first showing loving it, but it was nice to see people who I assume aren't spoiled by it um, that grew up with the original trilogy and to see how they responded to it because that's what these people seem like to me. Mm-hmm. And so it was just nice seeing that it connected with them still. That, right. you know, all the hatred and the anger online, um, to them, it, it didn't really matter. To them, this was, you know, episode nine. And, and you know, watching her cry when when the specific scene she was crying at was was when, you know, Hans talking to Kylo. Yeah. And I was like, uh, see, she's she's into it. She's got it, you know. And 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 at the end, obviously, when when Ray says Ray Skywalker, and she sees, you know, she sees Luke and Leia standing there, and it's like it, it works for people, you know. And I think it works better for people that aren't immersed in the drama, you know. And and I think that's, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you intentionally have blinders on to the drama, Sal, but it works. That way. I, 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 think I, I do are my just best. Happier. Yeah. Well, whatever you got going I, on, I, I it's like, good because that's the people that are happy. I mean, it's well, just like why life is short enough, dude. Why am I going to fight with you about a movie? Exactly. No, you're right. you know I mean? Yeah, you're right. It's yeah, it's it's. I don't want to say it's ridiculous because these they're like they're more than movies, and I can probably tell that more than anybody. But at the same time, like. I might have a lightsaber, but what's that? That's not going to change anybody's opinion of anything. Uh, doesn't make me any more extra special than anybody. I just have a different opinion. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, people have tastes, and those tastes vary. And if you don't like something that I like, that's on. That's, that's, that's what it is. Like, yeah. You know? Uh, I just, like, people, people. I don't know. There's, like, this really personal thing that people are making it these days. Where it's like, it doesn't have to be like that. Like, you can like a thing, and I can not like a thing. And we can even both like the thing, and I can like a different part of it that you don't like, or something like that. Like, you know, like, people take pieces or characters or, you know, something from these films in different ways. And some ways, like, people get really defensive. And it's just like, like, you don't have to defend your thing. Like, your thing exists, and that's it. And if you like it, like it. Like, eat that spaghetti. If that's what you're into, (laughs) eat spaghetti. I'm going to have tacos. We're good, dude. Yep. Nah, I'm, that's it's a really great way to put it because that's very true. And when you get into a community that that's worldwide and has grown as big as this one has, you know, it's kind of easy to forget sometimes about what we're talking about, you know, and what it is, and and not what it's supposed to be. And everybody thinks that you know, well, not everybody, but there are people out there who feel like everybody else should look at it the same way that you do, uh, which isn't always the case. And like you said, everybody has their different. I mean, it's art. You know, stories and all of their mediums, whether it's movies, the books, whatever it is, it's all a a form of art. And art is subjective inherently. That's what it is. So, yeah, it's not going to work for everybody. If if there was a piece of art that was universally loved by everybody, then there'd be, like, no point in creating further art anymore. Right. So it's just, it's yeah, it's completely pointless to get into all that kind of stuff. But, you know, fortunately we don't. And, yeah, we, we see it the same. Yeah. And I just, I think it's, I think it says more, like, that sort of discourse, I think. Yeah. It doesn't say so much about the art as it does about the people that are involved in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. think about, like, I like it, like you were saying before, like, I would never have met people like you, you know, or met you and, and had conversations and followed you on Twitter. And, like, we've had, you know, I met Mark and, like, a lot of other people that I've met and have real life conversations with about this art. 
and plenty of other things and just enjoying my life talking about things that I enjoy with people because why would I just want to go online and yell at people whose opinions are different than that? <laughs> like it, it, it's it's really what you mm -hmm. bring to it because if you're going out there looking to get mad you'll get mad and if you're going out there looking for people to fight with you'll find them but I go out there I follow people who are positive and who seem to like things that I like I in, engage and discuss things with people who whose opinions I'm interested in and curious about and want to have a good conversation with and a lot of those people become friends you know and that's a really cool thing and that's something that you can't uh, you it, it like it is everything is what you bring to it you know what's in there only what you take with you. <laughs> it's true it's that simple yeah it really is <laughs> well you know and, and along those lines uh, celebration first celebration I ever went was the one right before the force awakens um, I did not get tickets uh, to the one coming up. I, I hope that I'm able to work my way into getting some, uh, maybe through a media pass. But if I don't, I still have plans to go have a beer that night and tell everybody that, hey, where are you guys meeting up? Because I want to just sit and hang and talk Star Wars with the people that I've met, know online. And, you know, there's good people that I've met online. And, and whether I go to Celebration or not, I'm going to go to one of those hotels where there's a bar at and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. As, as far as, like, I've only been to, like, the two. I only went to that one, and I went to Orlando. But, like, you want to see healthy, positive energy? Like, all this, you know, like, anybody who's yelling about a movie on their clickbait website, that's not the people that shell out the money to go and show up and show their support and love and uh, get uh, autographs by Hayden Christensen or whoever, you know what I mean? Like, that negativity, it's like, it doesn't exist the same way in the real world. And that's kind of yeah. how I look at it. Everybody says whatever they want behind a keyboard and everybody says, you know, goes out and does these things like it's so important, but it, it's not really real in my yeah. opinion. You know Th I mean? That's like, a great point because like when I was, the only one I've been to was the most recent one in Chicago. Uh, but you're right. Like the, you could actually like physically like feel an energy of excitement, especially after things like the panel for the rise of Skywalker, where we got the teaser, the emperor, the title, you know, when we got the, the clone wars panel, the Mandalorian, all this kind of stuff, there was like a palpable energy of excitement and hype that you could feel. And it was amazing. And yeah, you completely forgot about all this other stuff that exists on the internet yeah. world for all this. It didn't matter. It's, it's a good thing. And it's like, it's just, um, shows you that that sort of, like those loud voices, they only come out loud and they only come out in certain places. But, you know, there's nobody going to be yelling. If you want to go see The Rise of Skywalker 15 times, there's nobody going to yell at you and tell you you're dumb to your face at the 15th showing, nobody's gonna, you know, nobody's gonna, uh, nobody's gonna argue and tell you you made a dumb choice. Nobody's going up to JJ at interviews and, you know, saying, you ruined my childhood or whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not, that's not happening. That doesn't exist. Like, you know, yeah. on Twitter, everybody says it 15,000 times, you know, but that's not, it's not a real thing. 
And big props. I saw where before the movie came out, uh, JJ made some reference to uh, when they were writing this movie, they were trying to, at one point, they were being very careful about it, trying to please everybody. And they had the conversation that they, you know, you can't please everybody. And that they need, they decided they needed to make the movie that was the best movie that they could make and that they felt was right and all that. And he, at one point, he basically said, and if you don't like it, like that's on you sorry I, i'm delivering the best i can kind of thing and i think that is one of the right. most healthy approaches that you can have to something like this because he's right that's right that's how it should be i think that's the like i think the lucas idea of like this is the thing that i'm going to create i'm not pandering to anybody i'm going to tell the story mm -hmm. and i think like that fearlessness you know i think that's a thing that he really imparted to like feloni uh -huh. that i really see in feloni storytelling like the ability to choose a direction to go for it and not to worry about who's gonna like what and who's gonna be mad and just to tell the honest story because that's what, you know, is gonna get the real reactions at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Yeah. So well, if, if, if you think about it along the lines of what you said, if somebody said, hey, guess what? Mandalorian's gonna have baby Yoda, somebody would be like, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> if, you, if you heard that as a pitch, yeah, he's gonna, basically be protected baby Yoda the whole time people wouldn't be on it mm -hmm. but they went for it and turns out it's an amazing thing for the story so and, and obviously one of the most popular uh things like, I, the memes and like the level of internet interaction with baby Yoda is far surpassed anything like that I would have expected anybody else would have expected it's like it might, I don't even know if it's bigger than baby Groot or not but it's huge oh it's bigger than baby Groot and, and, yeah. and it's turn it's turning new fans on to Star Wars, you know. Yeah. I, and that's the thing that we have to remember. There are now people who, like my sons, my youngest son's girlfriend, only have watched Mandalorian. <laughs> They've never watched any other Star Wars. And it's like, hey, you know, if this gets you, if Mandalorian gets you to watch something else, maybe get you to watch Resistance, or maybe get you to watch Rebels or Empire Strikes Back or whatever. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Say she's not a true fan for coming in through Mandalorian. If she, and, or if all she ever does is like Mandalorian, well, that's that's on her. That's that's her thing. So, so I kind of I kind of feel like as a overall kind of conclusion for this, um, my my idea behind this is that if anybody who's been involved at any point with the making of any of these movies. Like, this is kind of directed at you as a thank you. We're specifically highlighting, like, the big names who are behind this who actually put in the, the you know, most recognizable work into it. But for anybody who's been involved with it, um, we just kind of, as a community, want to thank you. And we've been naming people like, you know, Kathy, JJ, Ryan, uh, Bob Iger, of course. Um, Johnny did a great job mentioning John Williams, all this. But, you know, we... Um, have had this thing that we've loved for so long as fans, you know, with, with Star Wars episodes one through six and clone wars that was all we had at the time you know and i say all oh, we had like that's not enough but we we really love these things and then now we have this is kind of a golden age of star wars because not only do we have an entire new trilogy of movies we have more movies on the way including additional movies in the meantime with solo and rogue one and we've got more books we've got more comics we've got more games we have more animated series to talk about we have the mandalorian and it's not stopping anytime soon. We got so much more coming, even with the series, like Kenobi, Cassian, all this stuff. 
it's an excellent time to be a Star Wars fan, and it is only possible because of the, the people that we're talking about. And frankly, even if J.J. Um, Abrams had not been as successful as he was with The Force Awakens, I don't know that we would be where we are right now with this many things coming out. If that did not do well, if it didn't have as good a reception as it did, that might have changed how the next movies were going to work and how they came out and the reception. And it's all important. These are building blocks to get to where we are right now. And there's been just so much work that's put into it. And... Th- Again, the fact that this podcast exists and I get to have the friends that I do and specifically, Mark, I talk to you every week. You know, this only happens because of the the creation of these movies and these things that these people have done. So not only as a fan of the series, I can't speak for anybody else, but just what it's meant for me, you know, as a fan of these things. Thank you to everybody involved with making these things happen. And uh, episodes seven, eight and nine. And I, I get to each week talk to Mark, who is now a pretty good friend of mine. I never knew before because of true. this, you know. Very so true. I don't get to talk to Mark each week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I recommend I've seen it. I've in person more times than him, though. I've seen you yeah. in person more times than Tim. Yeah, because we're at a grand total of zero. Yeah. It's crazy. So, you know, that's, that's crazy. We've known each other for like five years now, come to think, because we had the other show we were on with Noah before that. I kind of brought you into that one. And then that was random. That was fun. That, that's a good thing to bring up too real quick as a, as a four-year episode. You know how Mark and I met each other? Anybody? I don't think so. Nobody. No. Okay. So basically what happened was Noah uh, had his podcast, Castle Run Radio, and I was on that. And to make a long story short, one week he was like, hey, uh, we need a guest, so can you get somebody? And I was like, Okay. So I was randomly looking around. I, I seriously was just trying to find people I didn't even know. I don't even know if I was following you yet or not, Mark. I don't know, but I somehow came across your profile. I think some interaction you had with Jason or something like that. And I just seriously just looked at your profile for like 30 seconds, and I was like, eh, seems good. So I sent you a message. And I was like, hey, you want to be on this podcast tonight? And you were like, what the crap? I've never been on a podcast before. What is happening? And then you were basically like, you know what? Sure, why not? And you popped on, and you were on the show, and we liked having you on. And so we kept having you on, and here we are. So I was That's just, such a cool origin story. Yeah, I don't even know if I should be happy at that story. <laughs> <laughs> See, mine's boring. Like, I just have a family and have kids, and then I was like, let's just record. <laughs> well, that, that's kind of... We all know each other, and we live in the same well, that's house. That's kind of the reason that Mark and I are still going, because we were like, hey, you know, at this point, you and I just talk about Star Wars. Why don't we just record it and put it out there? Okay, hold on, Sal. Uh, yeah, you just have a family and you record. Come on, uh, I believe I've seen a, uh, I believe I've seen a, a commercial or two uh, with you going True. to uh, Galaxy's Edge. I think I've seen you on some Blu-rays. I think there was an episode on StarWars.com about your family. True. You're, and the thing is that you didn't ask for any of that. You just wanted to have a good time with your family, enjoying Star Wars, and then the benefits and the love came. So. I mean, technically, if you watch all those videos, that's literally all we're doing. We're just being a family and having fun with Star Wars. <laughs> and they were like, you want to go to Galaxy's Edge? Hell yeah, I want to go to Galaxy's Edge and have fun well, with Star Wars. Well, yeah, and I'm you sh- and I know how expensive it is, Just and we live here. Yes, sir. You, you can't, I mean, you can't, well, not everybody's Jason, uh, but you can't go to Star Wars every day or, or Disneyland every day. I can't. Yeah. It's, it's, well, I, I mean, can't. if I Good could, Lord. I would be real myself. <laughs> can't afford to feed the whole family. At, 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 <laughs> no. 
Absolutely not. It, it's almost, I think, probably when all said and done, if you want to go with a family of four for a day, it's probably a grand, easily. Probably, yeah. So, <laughs> two grand. Well, and I think eat. the reason. Yeah, probably. I, I think the reason that everybody loves that story and and Sal's story, and the reason you see it everywhere, is because once again, that's what Star Wars is about. It's about family and and being together and community uh, uh, generations, this kind of stuff. So your story kind of embodies what it's all supposed to be about. So that's what they want to put out there because that's why they're well, making and, these things. And, and and here's honestly, let me get let me give you props a little bit more, Sal, because here's the good here's the really good thing about you. Yeah, continue. Is that continue. you you, <laughs> but you don't have an ego. You're, you're not touting, you know, there are people out there who get invited to certain things and they're like, look at me, look what I get to go to, I get to go here. You're not like that at all. Like, uh, you're just like, hey, uh, I'm going to go see Mandalorian or I saw Mandalorian already. It's like, you did? What? What happened? You got to see it? You're just kind of, you're low key on, on, on the good stuff that you get. Uh, and you're always out there. You're always positive. You're not negative. So it's like, you know, you're not one of those guys who's like touting the the benefits that you get or, or the freebies or all that. You just you get to enjoy right. Star Wars and and you talk about Star Wars and and I I like that aspect of you. I mean, they're all like these really crazy experiences, and I try to like do my best to be like humble. And every time something like that comes up, I really like weigh it in my head, as in like a you know, hey, like. I could go watch the season opener of Resistance. Yeah, it's a 30-minute cartoon that I like to watch on Saturdays with my family. Do I really need to drive up to San Francisco? But then I think, like, you know what? I, it's an experience that I have with my family that, like, we get to take a trip out of it. We get to go to Lucasfilm, like, where these things are created. Like, every now and then we get to, like, you know, see or take a photo with or listen to them, uh, the creators, and answer, like, Q&A and stuff like that. Like, it's an experience that I hope that, you know, years from now, uh, my children, my kids are going to look back and be like, you know what, like, we went as a family, we had a little road trip, we'd go up to Lucasfilm, we'd bum around Japantown, and we, we talked about Star Wars, and, like, I hope that builds them good memories. Is it, because I know, like, when I'm, when my kids are out of the house, I'm like, you know I'm dealing with, like, Lizzie's about to go to college right now, right? Oh, wow. Like, when those kids are gone and they're out there, I'm going to remember, like, man, watch the Mando together. It was like such a cool, you know, I'm going to remember all these times and all these things that we did, like as a family, we dressed up as Ezra and Sabine and Kanan and it was fun and yep. we went out and we made kids smile at hospitals and we did this. Um, so more than just, I don't know, bragging about like, well, we saw you know, such and such before everybody else. Like, I don't care about seeing it before anybody. I just care about spending time and experiences with my family. You know, well, like we've seen, you, you know, you've seen the people online or maybe you haven't because you, you curated your timeline so good. <laughs> but you've seen the people who are like, I didn't get invited to Galaxy's Edge and I've been living Star Wars, you know, for 20 <laughs> years. You're not that person. You're like, I didn't even know that you shot a video or a, or a commercial until the commercial aired. Uh, or until yeah, it didn't yeah, honor my NDAs. Yep. All of a sudden it pops out. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Is this guy literally the first guy that sounds the first guy to put together a lightsaber in his place? What what's going on? So, it's okay. good stuff. Did, did you hear? Uh, did you guys hear Steel's story about that day? No, no, no. Okay, get, let me. I'm gonna. I'm, okay, so let me get into it. So we 
had that experience, right? And part of it was, um, hold on, I'm taking my uh, brother-in-law home. <laughs> That's what's happening. So, okay. So we did the thing and we came. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry. You okay. Cut out two seconds. You there? Did the thing and they gave us like, hey. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he, he just says like, okay, I'm going to get into this. He's going to tell us this great story. And here we are. We have to have a monster story. Um, and we were like, uh, we saved our Disney passes. Because we were like, we're local. We can come back anytime. Like, we'll come back later, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the next week, uh, I think the kids had, like, a day off of school. So we were like, okay, well, let's just use one of our, like, let's use our, our Disney thing and go check out the land or whatever. And that was, like, the week that they were doing the, uh, you know, the crew preview days or whatever mm-hmm. for Batuu. And so we were just bumming around Disneyland, and we were like, maybe if we walk by it and look real sad, we can get in. <laughs> uh, that didn't work, obviously. Um, but I saw we saw Steel in line, like at one of the rides, and so we were like, "Hey, what's going on? What's going on?" And he was like, "Oh my God, you guys are here for Star Wars Land?" You know, and the kids uh, are well trained. They're like, "No, no, you guys are going to the Galaxy's Edge right now." No, no. And he was like, "Oh, because he was there with some people that were getting him in." They were like, "Oh, we're going in at two o'clock or whatever." So I think he also felt bad that he couldn't get us in. And then I listened to his podcast because he was recording. So he's on his podcast. He's talking about, he's like, oh, those are my friends, blah, blah, blah. And then he's talking to, he's like, dude, I just did the horrible thing. Like, those guys are like such Star Wars fans. And I thought they were here for the land, but they're just here. And now I feel bad because they're, they're like, I was like, oh, we're going to Batuu and they're not going. That sucks. <laughs> and then a month later, that video drops. And then he's like, dude, you are such a jerk. You made me feel guilty for like a month, dude. And you had already been in there. And I was like, I was like NDAs are serious, dude. I, I love <laughs> the level of nice commitment. To me, I'm nice to Disney. There you go. I love we that level deal. of commitment. Nice. It was good stuff. That's a good story. He hit, he hit me. Uh, I went with him. I actually saw Rise of Skywalker with Steel. He was just like, hey. Uh, when are you going to go see Rise of Skywalker? Enough lies. I want the truth. <laughs> you know? And I was like, for real, I'm not going until Thursday. Like, same as everybody else. I don't have any, you know. And he was like, do you want to go see it Tuesday? Because I got a plus one for the press screening. You know, and I was like, okay, yeah, I think I can make that. And Liz already had an invite for another screening that was that night. So I was like, well, I'll just take the train up and then I'll bum around till Liz gets out of hers and then we'll both get to see it. And he's like, Oh, wait, Liz is already going? He's like, I here I was thinking that you were going to turn me down so you could watch it with your family, but she already abandoned you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, nice. So, yeah, no, those are nice uh, still stories. You got back-to-back good ones there. <laughs> back-to-back good times. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All right. Um... I think I think we're good. Just yeah, basically again, this this whole podcast started at at the opening of this trilogy with The Force Awakens. Here we are, it's 4 years later and we're at the conclusion of this this trilogy of the Skywalker saga. So just kind of wanted to take an episode just to commemorate that to say a big thank you to everybody involved in creating these movies, particularly Kathy, Bob, JJ, and Ryan. Um 
you know, it, it genuinely means more to us than, than I think we can even really put into words, although we've been trying for the past little while, but um, it, it just means so much to us and, and, and nothing's ever really quite put it the right way. But thank you to everybody for, for doing what you do to make these stories and, and, and to make our lives a little bit better when we get to experience these stories. And uh, I guess hopefully we'll be here for, for many more episodes going forward to talk about more things. Um, and, and as a final thing, I want to let you guys know, in case you, you didn't hear us at the beginning of this episode, but particularly Josiah and Sal, you guys, you know what? Guess who's sponsoring this podcast? Because we have a sponsor, and you need to know about Whoa. them. Big time. You need to know about it? It. It, it. Their, their name is, is, is Podcorn. You go to podcorn.com, find out all about them. And uh, we had a little ad at the beginning of this for it, but you guys need to know about it because it's a, it's an excellent way for podcasters to get in touch with sponsors. And, and there's no middleman, or they, they give you interview opportunities. It's just it's basically everybody who's involved with podcasting. You need to use this because guess what? It's free, and they put you directly in contact with everybody you need to get your sponsors, get your interviews, get your topics going. It's it's just it's good, and you need to use it. Sweet, sweet. So again, that's podcordon.com. Check it out. Because they're awesome. Not just for sponsoring this episode, but for that too. So Also for that. Also for that. So uh, thank you, Josiah and uh, Sal. And we also had some popping in from Johnny. And he had a message from Hawes. Although we're going to... Yeah, yeah. About that message from Hawes in the beginning of the episode, just half of what he said was wrong. So just ignore that. Um, particularly where he, where he said I was avoiding him at celebration because like no lie, one of like my biggest regrets at celebration was that we were supposed to meet up like two different times and it or three different times something like that and it never worked and then finally the last time he was like okay I am here I'm gonna wait here please show up and I was like yeah um um I'm at the the train station to go back to the airport you were like ghost <laughs> so i was like seriously that's one of like my biggest disappointments was not get like i was you can ask like people in my family i was like yo i'm going to celebration i'm gonna meet hoss like that was one of my biggest things and and it didn't get to happen but anyway so all right uh thank you everybody for being on i had no idea how this episode was gonna go i just wanted to do it and we did it and i and i appreciate you guys being on to to help us get through it uh mark i'll be talking to you next week but uh just <laughs> and sal thank you thanks everybody Hey, congrats to on the uh, four years, yes. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> Thank you, Josiah. Congrats, too. for real. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you, and hopefully, Thank you. hopefully you guys will be, in, uh, be around here for some more episodes down the road, too. Uh, have Sweet. me on the eight-year uh, anniversary show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> uh, I'll take that as... You we take might... your... So we you take your NDA seriously. Ah, we take your NDA seriously, but I hope to take that seriously. Four years on the dot. Be back. <laughs> all right. We'll put it on my Google calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark, you're right too. With Clone Wars coming back, that's another great thing to, to yeah. discuss thing with you. Hey, hey, real quick, is, is, uh, and we'll make make this fast. Is uh, is Quinlan Voss in it? That you know, of. <laughs> that I know of? No, I never know. All but right. uh, I'm guessing no, because I'm guessing they were like, eh, we they got a book. <laughs> but here's to and hoping he... that he shows up in the background for no reason other than like he's awesome. But he's not officially dead in canon, is he? No. In canon, he has no... The only... Yeah, we have nothing other than there's a Vader comic that mentions him. As one of the surviving Jedi, right? He's, he's on that list. Yeah, with Joe Costa which, is which is bad. <laughs> but also, like, at one point when they're on, uh, when they're on Mon Cala, that guy, the Master Bar or whatever, that guy's like, go, hurry, find the others. Like, maybe Quinlan Vos still lives or something like that. 
So they threw his name out there, but you know that was two comic series again. So he could technically pop up in Rebels. I mean, I, I was saying that when Rebels was airing, and you know, mm-hmm. especially when I saw that ship. Uh, his Ketsu Onyo's ship is the same model that Asajj Ventress's ship was. It was designed for Clone Wars. They just ended up using the model, but I was like. When they showed it in the season two trailer, I was like, what if Voss is flying around her ship? Like, because in my head, that makes sense. Maybe he's adopted by Mandos. Ooh, and nice. I was like, and the ship is yellow. Voss has yellow. <laughs> I was it's very true. happy about it, but it wasn't Voss's ship, guys. <laughs> Spoilers. I'm glad, I'm glad your guy is not officially dead yet. Me too. <laughs> so I have a 50% survival rate right now. There you go. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll be back again next week as a show, and and thank you guys again for being on, and uh, I had a lot of fun. So uh, I guess just bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. I'm the worst ending, but yeah, bye. Oh, no, I listened to the show. I know what's up. Yo, real quick, those, um, you know, like people put those little memes or whatever on, on like Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. Somebody did a really, really funny one that was like uh, uh, Quinlan Voss's voice two days later. Rise, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny and fitting. That's nice. <laughs>